You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Today, I'm joined as ever by Jay, a very cold Joe, Joe Cole. Stealing my bones from last night, big man, them hailstones. How mad is it? We seem, me and you seem to be in the coldest May I can ever think about, in probably the coldest room at the moment. Like, we, like look at us. Like, I know, I know, I know. It's just, it's, this is time of year, mate. And we're doing the game, and the hailstones come down, and you you almost want to complain, but then I just see to myself, I'm, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah. Chelsea in the semi final Champions League. I was any. 50,000 Chelsea fans would swap places with me standing out in Housestones to be there so I had to I think follow would. it a little bit before I started moaning like a proper diva no, I no. mean unless we're talking about that and our guest today is a blinder yep. if we're going to be talking Chelsea if we're going to be talking so we're going to be talking today Champions League semi-final yep. reaction yep. Chelsea's banter era Brits abroad first I want to now introduce our guest today former Chelsea, West Ham, and Benfica defender, Mr. Scott Minto. Scott, how you doing, mate? Very good, chaps. I'm roasting. Can I take this off? I was going to say, you know what? I was really building up how cold it is, and Scott has basically made me and you look an absolute pair of... Divas, divas. Southern I was born up north, actually. I moved down when I was three. Really? So, yeah, I'm born in the Wirral. So, my my family's big Liverpool fans. Uh, I'm not a Liverpool fan now. Yeah. Who do you support now? Chelsea? My old teams. Yeah, yeah. I I know it seems wrong to say you have more than one team, but... I think it's different when you've played for teams. I, I, I said that, yeah, I, I said that. You can't... Every, I, I was in a pub on Sunday and there's a group of fans, like, lads, they might listen to I don't know, but they was like, they were obviously boozed up and they got like, a joke, oh, come on. And then one of them singing a West Ham song. One of them was singing a Chelsea song. And I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? You don't want to, you know, yeah, booze. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. The question's coming, isn't it? You, Chelsea or West Ham? Chelsea or West Ham? Said, Both, mate. And they look at you like you're mad. I'm like, yeah. but you've got... You, Scott, he's right. You, you've got an affinity with both. And once you look behind the curtains and you've played the game, you got, you know, it's the only tough thing is when they play each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough then, isn't it? How does that work when they play each other? What do you like for both? Call a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on that fence. Because <laughs> would you, could you say it's, I mean, it's, it's a weird, because I, I, I think, I know you know, and, and you're, yeah, we'll talk about it later. You're a big, massive part of, of probably one of the best seasons I'll ever remember as a West Ham fan. But I always remember you as sort of like, you know, you're a double. You you had a little suave about you, didn't you? In your Chelsea days, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Oh, you had curtains, didn't you? Back in the day, <laughs> no, no, no. They, they weren't meant to be curtains. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember you being a stylish girl. I remember certain, like, yeah, Scott, I, he's stylish. Yeah, Scott he had a little vibe about him, even even back then. Do you know what we, I mean? We used to do Iron Apple back in the day when it was the place mm. to go. Mm. Um, Emporium. Yeah, um, and then Sugar Reef at West yeah. Ham and yeah. Titanic and stuff. So Scotty yeah, was one of the senior players coming through, like one of the good senior players that sort of took me under the wing. And you know, we had a, it's an unbelievable dressing room, wasn't it, Scotty? Like gonna, you know, your razor and all that. But Scotty was one of the top boys. We're going to talk about me. that a little bit later. I'm looking forward. That I'm generally looking, well, looking forward because I think your career again. It's it's actually I think you're the first person I can think of who sort of embodies the sort of almost that earlier bit because just. Just as it sort of went crazy football, you sort of, I suppose, were coming to the end. But I've got rubbish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You've got so great stories, a great time. But let's start off talking about your, both your old club, Chelsea, last night. I mean, amazing. Um, I thought they looked incredible, Chelsea. I've got to mm. say, they, they looked, you know, it's not a great time when you're, when you're vying for fourth with a team who looks that decent. Mm. Oh, it's just, yeah, I don't want to, because obviously we love Frank, but you do look at it and think they, they look. They look yeah. like, you know, if they just had a start like that, they could have challenged. Do you know what? Chelsea are top, at the moment, 
Chelsea are t- in all of the stats apart from conversion. Chelsea are top. They're, they're like shots blocked, passes, entries in the final. All of the, the the relative stats. They're top. Like he's done a great job too. Called the systems. The lads. You know what the biggest thing was? The lads, Scotty. They looked. When you look at a team, they all look together, all fighting for each other. And I looked at that team and I thought they were wrong for Man City in the final. The way they play, they decimated Real Madrid last night. Yeah. It was like they were playing against a Vets team. Like yeah. they, they, they couldn't move. And one, the only the only little sad thing for him was because Eden coming back to Stamford Bridge, he looked a shadow of himself. Mm. He was the lads. Yeah. lads were, he couldn't move. His boys were bullying him. You know, it was not nice to see for Eden because he's been a great. But Chelsea were sensational, weren't they, Scott? I, I mean, first of all, from a Hammers' point of view, yeah. I think you want to see Chelsea get to the final yeah. because, yes. you know, obviously they're going to be thinking about that. I think West Ham are capable of winning every single game yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah. But you look, and first of all, I want to talk about Frank because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they were rubbish, they were floundering, they were mm. this or that. They yeah, were in a bad yeah. run. Yeah. 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 They yeah, were yeah, in yeah, a bad yeah. run. Yeah. Now, I believe that Frank could take or could have taken him and Jody, Chelsea to these type of situations, oh, yes. just not this yeah. season. Yeah. Mm. In the, in the future, yeah. if he was given time. We know mm. that Roman Abramovich, and we can't give him stick for it because yeah. of what he's done for the club, but he doesn't do even medium term, let alone long term. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel for Frank and Jody, but I also, I don't think anyone can turn around and say Thomas Tuchel hasn't been absolutely superb since he's come in. He's changed the system. He's got everyone on board. He's put in experienced players. Mm. Defensively, they look so strong. And what was impressive for me last night more than anything was 1-0, you're dominating the mm. best team in the history of this competition and the biggest yeah. club in the world. Yeah. And yet you're, you're, you're creating chances, but you're not converting them. Yeah. The mind can suddenly say they're only one goal away from yeah. taking this to extra time. And then it's like, yeah. oh, is it our day? Yeah. yeah. They just carried on yeah. and on and yeah. on. And apart from two saves from Mendy, which the second one I think he should make anyway. Yeah. The first one was a very he's good He's incredible. Save. This, I think he's been... He's done really, really well. He's given so much confidence to, to the back four or back three now. Um, but but Thomas Tuchel has, has played an absolute blinder coming yeah. in, and, and they do look alongside Manchester City the best team in Europe right now. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. an amazing thing actually. I mean, just to sort of pick out a couple of players he played. But I was reading a thing about Mendy that he was unemployed a few years ago. He was, you know, his story is incredible, and and you watch him as twenty one down there on a job yeah. centre. <laughs> you could be in the Champions League final in two years' time. Get out in your garden, get your angles right, work on your game. I, I'm, I'm already Mendy's doing that. The proof. I'm, 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 I thought a whole bag of balls. I'm going to get Imagine you and into five. Well, what's your CV? Well, listen, I'm good at crosses, one on one situations. I'm, I'm pretty dominant at one on one. What, what's your ambition? Because you haven't got a job at the moment. Where in two years I want to be in the Champions League final. <laughs> Imagine, it's like a careers day at school. They say, "What do you want to do?" And they go to, "Well, I want to be a footballer." Cup. Right. Of course, you're not going to be a footballer. Be a like, joiner or something. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? That was my, that was my one. What? Like, literally, like anything else apart from being a labourer. Yeah. Like, even the idea that I might have actually had a trade. It was do like, know, don't, do don't what? push yourself too hard. Like, Mickey Flanagan. <laughs> Mickey loves that from Mickey Flanagan. Our school, we don't produce the people that drive the vans. You're a dreamer, son. We, we load the vans. It's an insane thing, though. <laughs> I love that. And, and Mendy, man. I mean, jeez, he's, he's living a trip. Yeah. But the other, the other two that I, you sort of pick out and look, I think Kai Havertz. I mean, Tim sort of like, looks incredible. The, and I, 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 I want to say, so I, I look at Timo Werner, and I've watched Timo for quite a long time, mm. watching European football, watching obviously playing for Germany. Mm. I'll say now, I genuinely think he's having that. Remember Andy Cole's first year at United? Yeah, we talked about it with him, and, and yeah. you know those players, you know that. 
you watch the way he makes space, the way he he plays the game. I look at him and think you're incredible. It's just not going quite right for you at the moment. Mm. Next season, I genuinely think that's if I was anyone else now. I'd be going for the checkbook and going like we'll Liverpool City, going. They've got the kid. That guy, yeah. I think, can. I think you know, you know, obviously Haaland, Mbappe. But I think Werner, given like, get, gets that confidence back, he he will be a stroke, like match mm. for anyone out there. I, I, what I can tell you is, from a defender's point of view, he would be an absolute mare to play yeah. against. I mean, you'd be thinking the night before, okay, he, he doesn't convert at the moment, but still he can make me look silly. Yeah, and you know, it, one thing I really respect about him is that he can miss chances yeah yeah uh, i mean i think at west ham wasn't he, he yeah missed a, a really big chance God, but then yeah. actually he ran down the channels cut, cut inside didn't just lay it off try to shoot himself yeah. yeah and i just thought do you know what try and find your shooting boots yeah <laughs> because once you've got them yeah you're a hundred million pound player yeah 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 the all english final though mm-hmm. is it i mean it's a weird one isn't it because you know i don't want to go over the super league because if i'm Quite honest, I'm fucking bored to death talking about it. But um, it, it what I love is it shows the dominance of, of our game. If you think, you know, you go back to Liverpool, who obviously haven't been in the mix this year, but you, you look at the teams coming through as well. I, I think United next year are going to be, in, again, a, a force yeah. again. They look like they're sort of, they're working that way. But that All-English final, I mean, you, are you super, super pumped? I played in the final against Man United, then I did the All-English final. I think this has got parallels to it, but I just think this has come, this has come at... Uh, time for the Chelsea players where where I think we went into that game with United and it's the worst game I've ever played the most horrible game of a Champions League final it should be the pinnacle of a career I hated every minute of the build up hated the game really? and obviously after it because you're playing against your mates like and you don't what's the worst but you don't want to lose to your mates don't yeah. do you so it was horrible horrible night and and but I think with these Chelsea fans I don't the Chelsea players like your Mounts Rhys James the Callums the English boys that I know I think there's because they're so young. There's a fearlessness to them. Yeah. I think I don't think it'll bother them. And, and I think on the other side as well, Foden. Yeah. You know they, they'll think that there's more to come, and it shows the dominance, doesn't it? I mean, we could have a Europa League final, yeah. all English as well. Mm. That's no wonder they they want to get this. That, that, that happened last time. That happened, didn't it? That was last time. It, a few it years was, ago, it was Chelsea, Chelsea Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal and then, Spurs, yeah, and yeah. Liverpool. To so say the Champions League final odds from Coral, uh, Man City are four to nine, Chelsea well seven to four, City That's heavy favourites. <laughs> I'm going to... That's what we missed when it was just me by myself, just to let you know. I love heavy on Chelsea. I wasn't in at the right time, it was all going off. (laughs) But we we, we haven't spoken about the the, the final itself. I think this Saturday is going to be very important. Now, City Mm. have got the carrot of, you know, win and they they win the title. But if Chelsea dominate City in the way they did, it was only one Mm. nil. But they yeah. dominate. There was a, there yeah. was a moment in about sort of sixty fifth, seventieth minute where Chelsea were passing it, popping it around in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah, and a City player tried to press, realised the ball had gone round him, and he, his whole body language was like, "We can't get anywhere near this team." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if somehow Chelsea can do the same again on Saturday. You've going into a Champions League final, back to back games against arguably the best team in Europe, where yeah. you've dominated them. Yeah, and City players know that you've been dominated. That will play a little bit in their yeah. minds. I, I just, I think in terms of the, the team that Pep picked and who am I, you know, for me, he's the, he's the greatest manager. We'll look back and say he's the greatest manager in the history of, of football. But what he did there, the team was still really good uh, player for player in the FA Cup semi-final, but it was a, eight changes. Yeah. And you know what it's like when you yeah. bring in so many, yeah. the rhythm of the team wasn't quite the same. And I just feel for me that he's going to try and keep, you know, have that little run building up to it so everyone knows what they're doing. 
I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong because Tuchel's been superb and obviously yeah. I want to see Chelsea do it. There's something inside me that says this is Pep's year with City. Um, but I think if Chelsea can beat City on Saturday, then psychologically, which I think mm. is important, and, and, and yeah. you can tell me what it's like going into a Champions League final, that's going to be massive knowing that I'm standing across, I'm just about to play you, we've outplayed you twice mm. recently, and now it's in the biggest game. And they're going to know that. Yeah, sure. I, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting this week because I almost think it's like, it's going to be like, it's, this game's more important for Chelsea than it is for Man City. Man, Pep, I don't think Pep, Pep would do something in the final, tactically, and I don't think he's going to show his hand. I think it'd be pretty much of a much. If he wins the game, Pep, he's happy. If he don't win the game, I, I'm not necessarily think that the psychological thing is that big. I just think Pep, Pep will not show his hand on what he's going to do. He'll do something in the final because, I, let me tell you, without getting too in-depth on the tactical things, what Pep usually does when he plays against a pack three is he plays a false nine and he gets the wide men, whether it's Mares, Sterling, Foden, whoever it does, to run off the shoulder of him. And by doing that, what he does is then the wing-backs or the, oppos- the opposition have to come back. Yeah. Now, straight away, you pin five players back. Three centre-halves don't know who to mark because the, there's nobody to mark. It's a false nine. Right, and, it, and he plays central all the time. So it can't be one of the... It's hard for a Rudiger or a Christensen to go in and get him. So what, that's what I think Pep will do. But I think Chelsea are just all wrong for them in yeah. the sense that Chelsea go, all right, we'll go to a back five. We're happy because we've got Kante, Mount, Pulisic, Werner in three of the four box positions. And I don't think there's any better players like last night. When you win the ball... And you break the lines and you come through. I just think they're, Chelsea are all wrong for Man City. And I think they'll forget what happens. It doesn't matter what happens this Saturday. I think in the final, I think it, Chelsea are all wrong for them. I think Chelsea are going to do it. You're saying about the wing-backs there. And yeah. do you see, how do you see it? I mean, obviously that's a big part of it. And you, used to, you were a wing-back, right? That was one of the... the, Scotty, one of the it took years of my career. <laughs> the OGs <laughs> of the wing-back game. How would you look at that? that Scotty, Scotty, would, Scotty played wing back with Chelsea, didn't you? Yeah. Under Glenn for like, yeah. like, yeah. 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 like Glenn was one of the he, first, he, and, and Rude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. would, and yeah. Harry obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was one of the first. Yeah, so, yeah, ten. Yeah, bloody hell, wing yeah. back for ten years. No wonder he's still so lean, and he looks so fresh, doesn't he? No. Yeah, no, Jesus. <laughs> I've been three hours in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the horriblest <laughs> position I played. I, I think fullback position. Everyone says to me it's easy, right? I played. We were, I remember playing a game. I think it was playing Charlton. We were chasing the game. Down to, I'm sure it was down to 10 men. And for some reason, I found myself, I was, we had four players on the pit, we four strikes on the pit, and I played fullback for about 20 minutes. Worst 20 minutes of my fucking career. <laughs> they put Marcus Bent on me, and they just kept, put, like, everything, I was so out of, like, it's such a hard position to play. I hate it, especially at West Ham, because you had Trev Sinclair yeah, on the yeah. other side, who was yeah. one of my best mates at West Ham. Yeah. I mean, he could run up and down for yeah, 90 minutes, right. and then he could do another 90 minutes mm. as well. I'd bring that my ass for like other <laughs> 10 minutes having to play two touch in there and try to take on his the, the other yeah. full back and defend against the wing back. I'm like, you know, come and help me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's a tough one. But look, what you've got now is is, is supreme athletes. So they yeah, can yeah. do it. You know, yeah. I think Aspilicueta has been absolutely superb yeah. Yeah. since Thomas Tuchel's come in. That's going to be an interesting one because I still think Reese James in terms of the right wing back, yeah, yeah. I'd rather him in that position. Yeah. But it's like Aspilicueta has to play at the moment. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does there. Ben Chilwell, I, I, you know, Marcus Alonso has been brought back into the fold mm. because of the wing back. He's yeah. no left back, but a wing back, very good. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd go personally, I'd put Aspilicueta as one of the centre halves. I'd put uh, Reese James as, as a right wing back and, 
and Chilwell as a left wing back. Yeah. And it is interesting. I mean, you know, obviously that you know, psych- I I think that sort of at the top level sports psychology is is really really mm. important. But you're right. Pep might just hold something back in terms yeah. of Saturday and, and the final itself. And it might be actually in the final that he does something that's completely Man, out yeah. there. So after five or ten minutes, Thomas Tuchel all week has to build up for a plan B. Yeah. And he might be turning around and saying, look, I don't even know what plan B is going to be right now, yeah. but we'll, we might have to respond to what Pep's doing after after ten minutes. What I love about Tuchel is that there's an element for me that where you have you know Klopp and Pep have sort of felt like they've dominated. For me, Tuchel mm. feels a bit like... I think I don't think he's going to be. I don't. I might be wrong. I don't think he's going to. He's going to have a plan B, but that won't. Be, I don't think he's going to go into the game worried about necessarily. This is what Pep's going to do. I think for me, when I watch him as a coach, and literally from the moment he's come in, he's felt like he's he's gone. This is what I'm playing. This is what I'm doing. Mm. He used to like that semi final. I watched that semi final. I was like, wow, Chelsea aren't just like they're not. He's not just done like a. Right, I'm going to get to the end of the season. I'm going to see how I go. He feels like he's coming. He's got a vision. This is how we're going to be. And that's why I'd say that I, I think Pep, Klopp, I think Solskjaer, I think everyone's terrified. I, everyone should be terrified mm. of Chelsea. And mm. don't get me wrong, I'm no massive Chelsea fan. But, you know, they're a joy to watch. I think, mm. yeah. I mean, and let's carry on with Chelsea because, as you say, supreme athletes, incredible. But let's go back to 1994. You're at Chelsea. Well, we have to change back to not supreme. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It's, 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 it's back different. to the Cafe de Paris days now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a different time, right? It's, it's, I like, you know, what's great about that time when you, and we've done, we talked a lot about once Roman came in. Yeah. But you were sort of part of that team where Roman wasn't there. But you were, it was, you know, I mean, Hullet coming in. For me, it's as, as just like, so, you know, I, I was a real stato, I was a real football nerd as a kid, right? I watched a lot of European football. I used to go away. Me and my dad, that was our cement of mine, mine and my dad's relationship was football. So we'd, we'd go abroad. We were, like, back then in the 90s, we'd go away and watch, but we were constantly watching, you know, Football Italia and everything. So when Hullet came, it was absolutely heartbreaking as a West Ham. But to see him in the league, I remember, um, yeah, just just sort of seeing him come in and sort of place we with the What was that like for you when, when he comes in? It was like um, the same, to be honest with you, and we're yeah. teammates. You know, yeah. I mean, let's say... Glenn started it. Glenn Hoddle started yeah. it. And then he brought in Rude. He brought in Dan Petrescu, who, yeah. wow, what a player. I mean, again, he wasn't a right back. He was a right wing back, but yeah. technically superb. Anything that Gianfranco Zolo, I say, is the best player I've ever played with. The Canio's uh, probably number three. Yeah. Rude's number two. Yeah. When Rude came over, his knees were shot. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to, you know, finish his career, enjoy yeah, London, yeah, yeah. da 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 da. Yeah. Fuck me. If his knees were shot at, at that, yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. that good, how good was he in his yeah, prime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, literally, I mean, he wanted to be sweeper because he wanted to just like, you know. Yeah. Glenn pulled rank. He said, no, I'm sweeper, so I'll put you in midfield. He ran games for midfield. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, honestly, he was... He, he was Glenn Oddle and Rude Hullet playing together. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth saying as well, and you sort of sort of alluded to it there, but it's worth saying, like, you know, obviously Hullet, you know, you, but... And I, it was, I always found it's the most heartbreaking thing as an England fan is when Hoddle sort of, like... Because I thought that team in '98, I think that was where I was. You were looking at, I think, you know, any other any other country, and obviously, we, you know, things went down and whatever. But you looked at the way Hoddle set up a team. He still, for me, feels like I think he was so many years in front of like yeah. himself. But he still feel, felt like even what he was playing back there, and he, when he was at Chelsea coach, like what he was doing feels like you go, okay, you know, like he could have been the England manager for fifteen years. Like, you know, and it's only really, it's taken to now to go Southgate to feel like we've got anyone close to what. Glenn, Glenn was doing mm. so so how was that like the, how he impl- implemented his ideas and when you saw like Petrescu because I remember there was a, a goal or a, I remember I saw a match today where Hullet I think was playing sweeper 
and he launches this incredible ball. But it lands it like like a goal flight shot just onto Petrescu's right foot. It's yeah. an incredible, you know, just beautiful. Like the way you guys like play football. And and but how was that implemented? Was was that hodled from the start? That was like this is yeah. this is our vision. Yeah, I, I I've said for the last five or six years, and you're right until Gareth's been in charge. Yeah. Um, whenever there's been talk of a next England manager, get Glenn back. Get yeah. Glenn yeah, back yeah. because yeah. his mind. I mean, I, I don't put him in the top three of best players ever played with. But I put him as the most talented player I ever played with. Because yeah. whatever he did with his right foot, he could do with his left. Yeah. Very quick story. Um, Peter Shrees was the number two. Glenn yeah. was player manager. Every morning it was a warm up. Right, three touches. Right, why is he? Give us three. So foot, thigh, head. Foot, thigh, yeah. head. Right, everybody. Yeah. Right, okay, uh, Gav, give me something. Right, outside of the foot, shoulder, catch it in the back of the net. Yeah. Outside of the book. Yeah. Glenn was the I mean, the ball's flying absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Glenn was the only one, left foot, right foot, whatever, keeping it up. They yeah. never touched the ground. Technically superb, but his mind as well. In, in terms of tactics, he mm. was the he was the best manager I ever played under. Yeah. You know, whether it be a four diamond two, a three five two, yeah, you knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, and um, and he, he was a little bit aloof at that time. And I met him a few years later, and he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Mm. But you know, my God, it must have been frustrating for him realizing he could mm. do absolutely everything, and and, and we, we couldn't do what he I, could do. I worked with him, but and I love Glenn. I worked with him, beat. I pick his brains all the time about, it. and and he was twenty years ahead of his time as a player and as a manager. Yeah. So he must have been frustrated. And I think if you sit him down and, and you know, he, he would probably, I think he would say, "Yeah, you're probably right," because people weren't I, I, people weren't seeing football the way it was. Right. So go back to like. We had Sven. I had Sven as my England manager yeah. for seven years. Love him. Give me all my caps. Brilliant. But he was doing things, Sven. Like, and I had, a, I had a sixth sense as a kid. Scotty knows me as a kid. I was a free spirit. But when I went to Lillyshaw, we played a certain way. 4-4-2, the English way. Long ball. Yeah, long direct, ball. Direct, <laughs> but direct. direct. Uh, we 4-4-2, no square balls. In behind, yeah. no risks. We play off the ball. And it was a... a Everyone did that in the English game. And even as a kid, when I went to Lillyshaw, and Keith Blunt was a great coach at that. But I had a six, I'm like, this ain't right. You know what I'm like? yeah. And all my career, from 16s to 21s, going away of England, we're getting popped off the pitch because they've got angles, they've got centre-half. What you see now, yeah. coming into the midfield, and like, they're not good as these are players, but we didn't never set ourselves up to give ourselves the best chance to win a tournament. And Sven, Nordic coach, he was trained by our English Charles Hughes type yeah. coaches in that way. So when I went to play for England, we're playing the exact same way I played at 16, which which I knew was wrong. Do you know what I mean? It was a broken system. We could never win enough. You would never win a tournament playing like that in that yeah. way, right? So, and then I went to West Ham. Harry was like, play. And I thought, well, yeah. that's better than what we're doing. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, but then the, the level on from that was Pep Guardiola, Glenn Oddle. Let's play, but look, angles when Scotty receives the ball you your job you have to be here to give him an angle and when he has it then you have to do that do you know what I mean? a plan in possession yeah so going back to Glenn Glenn was so ahead of his time in terms of the way he was thinking about football but now football's football's caught up because of the likes of Pep and and, and people like that and 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 we we was in the doldrums for so long yeah but now we're not we we're now we're coming out of that we're producing Foden we're producing Grealish producing Stones, I think, as well. Stones, at the back, like, I think, when you watch Stones at the back... we got I a think, chance now. Yeah. yeah I right. mean, it's, you know when you're talking about, and, and it's what you used to say, one of my everlasting memories of Glenn Hoddle was when he was player manager in the FA Cup final when you lost to United. And I wasn't there then. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, he, I was there. There's an I was incredible the um, shot that they did mm. do it on the on the actual footage. And I think they conceded like the third goal. 
and a camera just lands on Glenn. Yeah. And he just, yeah, just undoes his top. Yeah. And <laughs> even like there, as a West Ham fan, I'm going, oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, if he so came cool. on and, and, and like, so cool, you know, and turned the game around. And then, you know, but then obviously, what's great and, and, and sort of knowing that Chelsea, because this is a Chelsea before the Chelsea we know now almost. And, you know, even then you've got Zola, Leboeuf. Viali. Uh, Viali coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, Viali was, was actually almost more heartbreak. Viali was my, Ravenelli is my all-time favourite player. I loved Viali. But those guys coming in and, and, and the, changing, the changing rooms, the, the um, training ground, the stadium, these things weren't the, the Chelsea we know now. <sighs> what, was, what was their response from going to sort of like, you know, Juventus? this i don't think there was any way they'd have gone to harlington before no. they signed <laughs> they would have got irritated to a swanky restaurant in chelsea yep look let's not even bother oh, with even stanford bridge Road. right now King's espresso <laughs> imagine that luca viali be there like nice italian area like and, you know. scalini's or something exactly. there, like little you know little <laughs> nice bit of pasta how much of a shit was harlington oh, Were you there? i mean that was the training there? grounds it was dreadful mate we, I, I remember one of my first days i don't know if i told you the Verón story yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where the cab driver <laughs> do you remember hamzy was he when you were there it was a massa i think it was hamzy and um he picked Verón up and his agents from heathrow when he signed so he's got him in a black cab and he and he's took him to harlington and then the <laughs> veron has gone in like he wanted to get a bit of a massage before he was training he had a problem he said can i have a massage so the, the, the physio banksy has gone yeah like, we'll get a massa, and his friend said, "He said the fucking cab driver's now my massa." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What the fucking clubs? He'll come from Manchester United, right?" And he said, "And then you had to leave at two p.m. on a Tuesday, sharp, because the local hockey team was coming in." Yeah. It was like so. So was Harlington like, was the training ground, and, and there weren't like sort of big dress, yeah. one big dressing room, or even yeah. two big dressing. Yeah. It was. It was. A, it was a college. Yeah. Uh, dressing room type thing. So, and Chelsea were renting re- renting from the local authority or whatever. So on the Wednesday, we always had a day off, not necessarily because they wanted it, was be- but because we weren't allowed in there. Yeah. Or if we were, we weren't allowed in those particular dressing rooms. Yeah. So there was like little group, and it was, you know, there was a, um, a payphone there as well, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly when I went in 94, it, yeah. mobile phones were just coming out. I got my first mobile yeah, when yeah, I went yeah, to yeah, Chelsea, actually. Yeah. But it was like, you know, it ring in and I was told like, you know, there's agents ringing up Glenn Hoddle and, you know, he's, he's like waiting, he's waiting. Honestly, it was <laughs> like unbelievable. Prison queue for the prison but, I mean, he, he, even like, you know, Viali, I mean, you talk about him and I mean, what a classy guy, what, what a fantastic guy. And yet one of the things I remember most about him, he used to be training and that and we'd, we'd come off and I'd be one of the last ones coming off and be chatting in the bath mm. or whatever. He'd be standing there and more often than not, almost every day, naked but with his boots and socks on like having a shave in front of the mirror and he's talking around having a laugh and you know there's, there's possibly women sort of that could walk past and that and he's having a shave just naked but his boots and socks still on and he was brilliant and it, when he first came he's it was very broken english he'd have these like little little literally kiddies english books yeah the cat jumped over the dog yeah, yeah. and, and it, you know it'd be like that and we'd be like sort of but then within literally a couple of months, he's fluent English. Yeah. And absolutely brilliant. The mindset of the guy, both on and off yeah. the pitch, was incredible. And do what a guy. Do you remember Harley? Do you remember the double doors? This is what, like, you know, I think football... Show, I like, hope this stuff goes on. My first day, JT and, and Bill Blood, Massa, a good friend of mine. People will probably YouTube him. He's a lunatic. And we've gone in there. And for some reason, we decided to put... There was a shopping trolley we used to collect the... An abandoned shopping trolley to collect the... The dirty washing, and we just was, we was getting blood in this this uh, shopping trolley, towels round him, wrapped round his head, and just smashing him through these double doors, like, <laughs> just, 
you know, it was just carnage. I thought, this is brilliant. I thought, I've come from West Ham, Chad Belief, where ain't, ain't the best, but I thought, I love this. I, I sort of I miss them because you couldn't do that at Cobham now because the doors no. are probably yeah. worth about 20 grand do you know what I mean <laughs> that, <laughs> that, don't go, yeah, that don't go on nowadays do you know what I mean it, it does like, do you think that is a shame though yeah. and, and it's like that, the thing of because what you know you talk about you know you talk about those times I think it's it's sort of like that's what Chelsea I suppose were known for at the time it was, and it, it wasn't really like the checkbooks out I think the allure of Chelsea let's be real the King's mm. Rose feel to it and, and, and once you got Zona once you got Viali once you got Hullet it's, it's, you know, that's why, like, Le Boeuf and people are coming in. But it, it feels like they probably settled more into the way that we are. Like, now I think, as you say, and I think rightly so, Foden and whatever, Foden's mm-hmm. been brought up, with, you know, mm-hmm. brought up to play in a very European way. I think, like, man, you know, you, you talk, you, we talked yeah. about the Chelsea Academy and you think, well, you know, it's run, you know, it's run as people from all around the world there. And, but back then, I guess it's sort of that, that English sort of, like... Yeah. Messing about, dicking about, sort of took precedence in the side. Definitely, definitely. But one thing I would say about about them all that came in, and you know, you can include Rude and Franco and mm. and, and Luca, especially. They got involved in it. Mm. They got involved in the banter as well. Yeah, and it was it was it was brilliant. You know, you're sort of thinking, one, I'm sitting alongside Rude Hullet here. Yeah, but what's he going to be like? Is he yeah. going to be arrogant or is he? Yeah, and and he was actually. You know, Good he was funny. a proper teammate. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, again, <clears throat> uh, didn't really know about Luca, but I heard. But certainly with Rudy, he had to distance himself once he became the player manager. Yeah. yeah. But even then, you know, he yeah. he loved. We didn't know at the time, but he loved uh, Windsor Davis. Oh, really? And it it ain't half yeah. old, mum, or whatever. Yeah. It, whatever it yeah. And uh, he used to come in every single day. I mean, every single day without fail when he was manager and say. Hello, lovely boys. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and that's what we did. We, I mean, it was every day. And, we, you know, yeah. I, I didn't equate it to Windsor Davis. Only a few years later. But, okay, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. But the fact that he came in, he made us all relaxed. I mean, he yeah. coined the phrase sexy football. And we just yeah. went out there and yeah. listen, we, we weren't consistent like, obviously, Chelsea nowadays. But we could play some good football. Do you know, um, do you remember players. someone told me the story about Frank Sinclair? Because Rude liked a night out, didn't he? So he sort of partnered up with Frank likes a night out you know you yeah. go to a new oh, I did the same I did the same when I went to Lille like I was like you know I was there by myself I was like right, who go I'm a couple of nights out go, you partner up with whoever yeah. the party boy is so um, I did it as well Frank me and Frank used to carry yeah. the parry so, like, he, yeah. he said Frank he constantly like Frank, Frank where are we going tonight what, what, where are we doing and all that to so go out with Frank Sinclair then when he become manager <laughs> apparently he's gone he's got I've like, done a meeting or something so Frank you're a bad you're a bad example and the lads are like <laughs> is that you true? go out too much you go out too much I, I don't know I mean Frank came out of another story uh, we, we did a, a celebration it was 20 years after the 97 mm. FA Cup final win which was mm. Chelsea's yeah. first major trophy for 26 years so it was a big one back then and 20 years on um, they sort of said look come to the end of the season do and there was me Frank LeBeuf Frank Sinclair and Stevie Clark yeah. who went up there we just said a few things and Frank said that I think he got it wrong um, he said that before the FA Cup final uh, Rude brought out loads of uh, champagne, glass of champagne, and said, look, let's go in and, you know... Now, actually, that may have happened, but knowing Frank as it was, as soon as he saw it, he probably drank all everybody else's <laughs> champagne. <laughs> because he was a party boy. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. In fact, even the morning of the cup final, and obviously, again, it's, it's, yeah. it's the possible first chance of winning a trophy for 26 yeah. years for the club. We're all having pasta and drinking yeah. water and chicken. and He's having a full English breakfast. Love it. Love and Frank. And it's like, that's absolutely brilliant. I wish yeah. I could do that. Yeah, But that's, that's what, that, those are the... They're the stories as a fan you want to hear, like because he was Frank was a big uh, he was a big Chelsea yeah, fan. Yeah, you know, Chelsea. I mean, you talk so nineteen ninety seven, you win that trophy, and then it's almost everything turns flips around like three sixty because you then leave, like you know, 
Chelsea, you go to, and then now you're the guy playing in Benfica, right? You, you're you're essentially the foreigner now. So, I mean, but you're playing on the ground soon, Essie, and he's brought like so Dean Saunders, Michael Thomas, Mark Prembridge, Steve Hartness, Gary Charles, Brian Dick. So he's like a big English contingent. Well, was it, it like wasn't initially. No. So he wasn't there initially. Wasn't so he? I was the first first Englishman so to you play for Benfica. By... I was signed oh, wow. by. Guy called. What, what, uh, why, why was that? How did that come about? Because what was your mindset in going to, to Benfica? Did you was it the no, best I, offer on the table? Or was it I, just something you wanted to do? I was still hoping to to sort of get and come to an agreement with Chelsea, but Chelsea right. had offered me a contract. I saw them. It wasn't just about money. It was I saw them going down a sort of foreign route. Yeah, I was frustrated that if things weren't going right in a game, even if I was playing well, mm. I'd get taken off and mm. they'd go to a back four to get Luca on. Because yeah, yeah, you had three into two didn't go. Yeah, Z- Z- Franco, who was the best player. Yeah. yeah, by a million miles. Yeah, you had Mark Hughes. Yeah, and you had Luca. Yeah. yeah, and Luca's obviously not happy. Yeah. He's come to Chelsea and yeah. he's on the bench. So if anything's not going right, let's take someone off. And yeah, put yeah. Luca on. And yeah. I seem to be not all the time, but too many times for my liking, be taken off. Clarkie would go left back, back four. Yeah. Um, so I just sort of thought, you know what? I'm not going to sign this contract they're offering. I'm a great believer in do your best, and what will be will yeah. be. Yeah. All right. So we played the cup final. Um, I didn't know. Benfica were there. Apparently, we 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 did the, the celebration the day after, and then the day after that, we went on tour to uh, Hong Kong, Brunei, and right. um, Singapore. Out there, my agent called me, said Benfica. They said Deportivo La Coruña and uh, Bordeaux are interested, but Benfica have come out with the best offer. Yeah, I'm like, fuck me, we got I got to do this. Yeah, you know, this is a once in a yeah. chance opportunity, life for the in my lifetime. So, I've, I've always like I always like languages at school. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've like I like Latin women. Um, <laughs> married one. I married one. Yeah. Twenty years married this year uh, to a Colombian, and um, I just thought, you know what, I've, I've got to go for it. So I said, okay, fine. So ended up signing. I'm thinking, right, I'm trying to learn the language as well, but I hadn't actually spoken to anybody Portuguese. So yeah. just an example of bomb. Uh, like, Good morning is bom dia, yeah, yeah, Britain, yeah. but it's actually pronounced bom dia. Yeah, yeah. The first day I see, you know, the the, the the publicity guy, and I go, oh, bom dia, bom dia. He's laughing in my face. Ah, bom dia, bom dia. Yeah. I'm thinking, me, the first time, first attempt I've tried Portuguese, <laughs> and he's laughing in my face. So I'm walking in the dressing room thinking. I don't know anyone here. I don't know the language. I don't know anything. But yeah. I just come off the back of my best season, obviously yeah. with Chelsea, won the cup final, and uh, the first day. Uh, so we, we, you know, first day preseason, we're running, and I'm thinking, how can I sort of integrate myself? And so I said to someone who speaks English, "How do you say I'm fucked?" I said, "Estou fedido." <laughs> so I'm going, "Oh, estou fedido, estou fedido," and everyone's like cracking up and that. Yeah. And, it's like, you know, first words you learn are the swear words. I don't know yeah. if it's the same for you yeah, in France. Definitely. And the last words you forget as well. Yeah. So I actually, we went on we went on tour to Holland and Brazil. It, it, it literally could not have gone better. It was like a dream. And yeah. then we started the season. My brother got married in the September, uh, the international weekend. And I said to uh, I said to Benfica, look, is it okay if I come back and train with Chelsea for a week and so yeah. I could just be at home? Over there, Gwyn Williams, when I came back, told me that Valencia were interested and they were going to make a bid for £1 million. Because I'd gone for nothing on the Bosman. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got injured the next game, was out for four months. Oh. But to be honest with you, I was a bit, almost a bit like, well, I don't want them to come in because I didn't yeah. know how this was going to go. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. couldn't have gone better. A club like Benfica, yeah. you know, 5,000 fans in the first day of training. Yeah. Uh, just first day of training. It's an incredible club. 80,000 in the only sort of presentation game, pre-season yeah. game, with the red carpet, mm. where they're calling your name individually. And you know, I'm thinking, what the hell am I going <laughs> on here? And it was just absolutely amazing, the lifestyle. The manager got sacked halfway through the season. Oh. Suey came in and then he brought in, you know, a lot of the, the British lads. So um, 
How yeah. was that? Was it like a Beano? Do you think? Like, do, you, do, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Because you you you've gone already gone out there. Did you think? Would, would I suppose the question is, why do you think they went with Suey and and allowed him just to bring the British lads in? Is it because you that you've done so well <laughs> that they thought? No, I, no? I, I, I wouldn't put. I, I'd love to think that was the case, mate. But I, you know, I think this. Suey was a big name. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had the sort of presidential elections and the yeah. president had, had gone with him. Why he went with Suey, I'm not sure, but but Suey obviously represents, yeah. you know, yeah. being a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he came in, to be fair to him. So I'm still the only Englishman playing in the team at the time. And, I mean, we absolutely... He hit the ground running. Really? So we're chasing Porto. We were, like, fourth in the table, but then we're sort of winning games. Porto seemed to be getting last-minute penalties. Well, no, yeah. I won't go on and talk yeah. about that. Um, but we were chasing and chasing. And he was just absolutely brilliant. You know, I was a Liverpool yeah. fan as a kid. Yeah. And I said to him, look, and Kenny was my hero, but, you know, obviously love watching you play as well. And immediately struck up a really good relationship yeah. to the point where my only sending off was under Suey in my whole career. Yeah. So we need to win. We're away from home, nil-nil. And, uh, and I'm going past this guy a few times and keeps fouling me, but there's no yellow card. And he keeps fouling and there's no yellow card. So at 89th minute, we need to win. We're not going to win. I just get up and boot him up the ass. <laughs> I don't even look. There's a red card and I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, fuck's sake. You know, two minutes later, Carol Baborski, who was at Benfica as well, ex-Man U, yeah. um, came in the dressing room. He'd been sent off. So then you hear the sort of traipsing of the boots coming in. I'm thinking, shit, he's going to absolutely go apeshit. Yeah. Um, so he's come at me, Suri, and said, fucking hell, Scott, you know, what are you thinking of? You know, we need you to... Mm-hmm. I mean, gaffer, gaffer, gaffer. I'm really... Because I, I, I thought to myself... This could go one of two ways. Yeah. How do I defuse it? And I'm and I thought, hold on a minute, this is Graham Sunis. Yeah. Some of the tackles he's putting in his career. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I play this right, <laughs> he can't ever go at me. Yeah. So I've gone, gaffer, gaffer. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I lost it. We needed to win. It kept on getting fouled, and the ref was bent clearly. And obviously, he wasn't. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm re- I apologise to you. I apologise to the uh, to the lads. So I'm really, really sorry. He's gone. Okay. So he's gone at Carol. He's gone, Carol, what the fuck were you doing? Carol's gone back at him. Literally within five seconds, Suey's got Carol up like that. We're <laughs> peeling Graham Suey. It's not Carol Baborski. So, Carol, just know who you're talking to. That Whatever he did in his career was worse than what you could do in your career. Yeah, yeah. And also, don't get him angry. Um, but I love playing under Suey. And whenever I speak to him, um, still got a really good relationship with him. Good. It's, is, it, is it, you know, you as a player, and actually, you know, we're talking a bit about sort of people who are almost... Before their time, and I think you probably agree, Scott. I think, I, and I say this because I love blowing smoke up your ass because you're an absolute G. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the same with you. I think when you went abroad and you were playing at mm. Lille, Lille, I mean, number one, it's like who was so you had it was you Hazard and Payet, right in the yeah. same team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I went full Derek Trotter with my French. By the way, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like Bonnet de Douche. Oh, it was après moi la deluge. <laughs> Bonnet de Douche. I used to love it. I used to absolutely love it. Right, and um, similar story. I, I, I don't. This is okay. So I've gone in, and I was d- dreadful at French yeah. in school, and I'm not like school. I hated language. I just remembered how to say I love dogs and I love cat. What I thought was I love cats. So I've gone in, his, his fellow was called Jeff, Belgian fellow, he's massive, he spoke the best English, and I've walked into the dressing room, and I've just gone, right, I'm just going to front this, right? And Jeff's gone, hello, welcome to Joe, what, what do you know in French? And I thought, oh, I don't know nothing. I've said, I, I love dogs and I love cats, but really, I've said, 
I love pussy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, chapter, right? so I'm walking around. I'm walking around the dressing room with Hazard and Payet and all that. And I'm going, morning lads. I love pussy. I love pussy, right? And they are pissing themselves. Jeff's got on the floor, right? And then, so he, he he called me from that day, Monsieur Le Chat, Mr. Pussy, right? <laughs> the whole thing, right? And yeah, so anyway, that broke the ice with the boys. And I had my little French thing every day, and I read L'Equipe. You know, because yeah. I, t- I got some great advice from, I think, it was, I think it was David Platt said it to me years ago, because he went to Italy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I said, what, what, did you, what was he like? He said, immerse yourself in the culture. Don't try and be insular. So that's what I did. Like, I went in there, I tried to learn the language as quickly as I could, just had a go. I, I watched French TV as best yeah. I could, listen to the radio, French radio. I tried to get everything... Got me on the coffees. I was like, I was proper on the like the espressos and the yeah, croissants. Yeah, me too. Espressos, yeah. yeah, and port now as well. Uh, like, but then in my head, as I'm doing it, I'm just thinking, Derek Tra, Derek Tra. <laughs> this is pathetic. You know when he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonjour. And I, to, I used to fuck about him as well. Like every time I go, right, lads, see you later. I'll see you tomorrow. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> but and they made me giggle, and I just think you're an idiot. No, no, no. Do you know what like, I found? I mean, it, it was really difficult to try and learn Portuguese because so many people spoke yeah. English, and yeah. you spend two minutes trying to do a sentence in Portuguese, they'd answer you back in ten seconds in English. Yeah, yeah. But they really appreciated you making the effort. Yeah. yeah. That was the biggest thing. And that's where I think, because I was accused, and I won't mention which player said that to me, you know, oh, you think you're Portuguese. It wasn't that I thought I was Portuguese. I was trying to immerse myself yeah. in, in, in yeah. everything and trying to speak Portuguese and, yeah. and, and try to, you know, get on with everyone and, and, and live that culture. Yeah, you have to. So, you know, even you know, the times where I'm lying in bed thinking, what the fuck did you say there? And, yeah. you know, but then the next day you go on, you kick on. It's the only way, yeah. only way to learn. Um, I mean, I, I I tried not to, to read the newspapers too much. Out there um, in Portugal, I don't know if they still got it, but they had three daily sports papers. Oh. Yeah. So they'd literally rate your training and give you marks of your training. Unbelievable. And what, what you did, five-a-side possession or whatever. I remember the first three games, uh, full proper games. I thought I was like, fuck me, I'm not playing better than this. This, is, this, is, this couldn't go any better. I got five each time. And it wasn't until later on in the season that I worked out, because Nuno Gomez... Scored four goals in a 4 0 mm. win and got seven. I'm thinking, how can he only get a seven? Mm. It was marked out of seven. Was it? <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. No idea why. So in the end, my five out of seven suddenly looks good, better yeah, than yeah, the five yeah. out of ten. It's a nice eight out of ten. Yeah. What was, um, going back, what was Hazard like when you were there? Yeah, different class. I love him. And again, like going back to what I said earlier, Tom, it was so. I looked at his stats before the game and doing the broadcast, and he's played like some. Like, from 17 to 30, he's played nearly 700 games, mainstay for club and country. He looked like an old player last night. Yeah. I saw him as a fresh-faced player and he was, do you know what? He was one of the most humble, young... He was a, he, he had, I've not seen this um, combination of, of um, talent, knows he's so good, but with such humility and maturity as a young man. And people probably wouldn't... He wouldn't associate that with him because he had, he had children early and all that and he was good fun we had a great we had a night out once they took me to the local nightclub and, and I tried to immerse myself but they were drinking this green stuff I weren't having it so we're on the borders of Belgium so I've gone um, they've gone oh, I've gone to the, the nightclub I said have a few beers like he went they didn't have beers in this nightclub weird he went we'll get some for you from the what do you have I said I don't mind got me Belgian beer so it's like 10%. So I've gone for, I'll have five or six. I, I won't go mad. 
Do you know what I mean? Five or six of these ten percent beers, I'm being carried out by the Brazi- <laughs> by our Brazilian centre forward, <laughs> and it's it. There's Eden just there, just he was brilliant, having a great time, and I just thought he just he was just I just loved the whole experience, and uh, he was different class, and I'm just sad to see him not at his peak. Do, do you know what? Just just on that, I, I think it might have been Eddie Newton I, I, I spoke to about it, um, but someone at Chelsea at the time, and it was like. He doesn't know how good he can be. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's a great lad. He's one of the lads. He's not aloof. Mm. He's not arrogant. Mm. He loved his time in London. His family yeah. loved it in London. Obviously, Real Madrid to Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think with the injuries, but I, it's almost like you can almost be Messi and Ronaldo, yeah. but you have to live it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure he quite... He doesn't want to. ...wants to, 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 to live it to the point no. where, you know, like Ronaldo has, has made, I mean, unbelievable potential and skill, mm. but he's made everything out of him the way yeah. he's... Mm. He doesn't want to live like that to get to no. that. He just wants to be him. I, I, I mean, he's a 1970s footballer. Frank Wurverton. Yeah. But what, what strikes me weirdly <laughs> is when I look at the three of them, and this is a bizarre thing to say, he always strikes me that he's always happy. Yeah. And like sometimes I watch Ronaldo for everything he's done and for how mm. amazing he is and, and how he pushes that side of him. But I'm, just, you know, that weird thing where you look and go, yeah. how much have you enjoyed the ride? Mm. You know, to quote Joe. Uh, mm. Has the juice been worth, worth the squeeze? Do you know what I mean? Lyrics. But, and, uh, no, but whenever I watch Eden, and I, you know, mate, I watch him a lot, of, lot of times when he played for Chelsea against West Ham, and he do stuff, you'd be like, "Fucking what a player!" Yeah. But he always looked like he loved it. Right? That's, yeah. you know, but talking about um, joy and happiness, uh, we'll move on to West Ham uh, and what what really happened. And that's it. So you leave Benfica, mm. you sign for our friend Harry Redknapp at West Ham, and it's it's the best best season we've had in the Premier League. Mm. Finished fifth. What do you? I mean, what do you remember about that? I mean, obviously there was a young, yeah, yeah. Like, our own very little Eden Hazard was yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, without without a doubt. So, so, so Harry called me in in my first season, pre-season of Benfica, yeah. and he's like, you know, come over, mm. you know, Dixie struggling, mm. Dixie the, the greatest ever wet, yeah. left mm. back, you know, it's like mm. following Fergie to be honest with you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't realise I was going to hide into nothing in a way. But I said, I said, Harry, I've I've just signed for Benfica. So this is like July, August of my first yeah. season. I just tell him you you know you're you're not you're not happy you, you haven't settled. I mean, mate, yeah. I, I couldn't have settled more. <laughs> but I, I, I really would love to play under you. I'd love to play for West Ham, and if that's my move back, then then fine. But just at this moment in time, you know, yeah, I, I, I can't. So he, he called me again uh, a year or so later, and my agent did, and said, "Look, Harry's coming. Dixie's really struggling with his knees now." And um, I didn't realise that West Ham that season had started really well, but was suddenly mm. sort of going down the table. And the day I signed, I think, was the day. Um, the Hammers lost to Swansea in the cup where mm. Swansea I think were in like League 2 yeah, fourth division yeah, 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 yeah. so my first game was Sheffield Wednesday at home I remember it we lost 4-0 I know my second home game now I I, I, I literally thought in the build up to the Arsenal game I had the best almost the best week training week of yeah. my life yeah. I was like pinging balls in yeah. I was thinking wow I can't wait for this even though Arsenal are yeah. unbelievable we got battered 4-0. Yeah. I put a couple of crosses behind there, and I think one back pass as well that sort of went, and I got absolutely pelted by the, by the by West Ham. And I'm like thinking, fuck, I've, I come from Benfica where things couldn't have gone any better. I'm now at West Ham and I'm getting battered. And mm. the problem is sometimes first impressions last. And I'm not just saying that mm. about the, the West Ham fans. I, I did change around a lot of the West Ham fans, I think, um, thoughts about me, but there were some that I didn't. Yeah, And... Uh, you know, so Harry took me out. I, I sort of said to Harry, Harry, look, 
just come from Benfica. I just wanted to know that if you want to take me out, fine. But in terms of the mental side, I'm fine. I want to play, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, he was very clever because when he brought me back was against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, my old team. Yeah. We won one nil, and from then on, you know, that season couldn't have gone better, really. Yeah. And um, we ended up finishing fifth. Yeah. Um, and it, and it was incredible. I don't know if you remember this now. Go on. The last game of the season, we beat Borough 4-0. So we beat Borough 4-0, great win, to finish yeah. fifth. We come in, Lomi Stagdu is the next day. Um, I was too young. I was, <laughs> you may have been. I was too, I didn't go you to the Stagdu. In the, no, you, no. This, is, this is why I think you didn't go. I was England or something, wasn't I? No. no well, you may, been, I, you may have been, I go don't on, know. What, what, but, so we've come in, Lomi's organised, he's the captain, he's organised at Stagdu. Um, and uh, and by the way, it was like a nine o'clock flight. So Razor's like, we've got to yeah. get there at six o'clock. There's a beer waiting for you at Gatwick <laughs> Airport, you know, and, and, and there was. But Harry has said that the club had organised some game against, I don't know, Ebb's Fleet or something on the Tuesday. Yeah. And we're like, we spent 45 minutes arguing with Harry when we just finished fifth, <laughs> beating Borough 4-0, that we didn't want to play in this game because we yeah. wanted to go to Lomi Stagdu in, in Marbella. Yeah. So in the end, we, we sort of uh, negotiated that the younger lads would play in this game. Rio, Frank, I don't know whether you did. I think sure I played in it, yeah. I did, I did. Whereas now. the senior boy, the older boys, yeah. went off and um, that's yeah. where I actually ended up meeting my missus. I my remember. Missus. Yeah, I remember because yeah. there was a lot of jokes going around about Scotty being part of a Colombian drug smuggling <laughs> ring because he's met a Colombian <laughs> girl in Marbella. If you need a kilo of tea, give us a No, so I, yeah, I met yeah, her I literally, literally one day and that was, that was 21 years ago. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember it clearly. I think Scotty's right. I think it was the Ebb's Fleet game because I was got, like, just come out. I was, I was 16, 17, and yeah. I've just come out of school and I'm playing with like Ian Wright was in our team mm. and, and all the boys. And I was like, this is just amazing. I thought, now I'll get to go on a stag do. I'd only just been just been going down the local boozer in Kentish Town, which I used to go to. <laughs> I had like five beers, and I'd, now I'm out with Razor Rudder. Now I'm in the Premier League. Now I'm in the Champions League. Talk about high level boozers. Yes. Yeah, you're in the, you're in the yeah. Champions League, Man, we the went league to, with Razor. We went to a night out once. And he, he he took me out for an afternoon session, and I must I ended up I was out for about four hours, and then I just got dropped on my mum's mum and dad's front um, door by razor, just <laughs> at the game, like you know, like one of them yeah, yeah. lasted three hours into an all day session. <laughs> That's what Did you have an inkling as an older pro there, just how good these boys were going to be? No, I I. I even from from Benfica, uh, so I signed sort of halfway through the season, January. Yeah, yeah. You knew about Joey Cole even then. Yeah, you know, there's this kid now. And now, one thing I, I think Joe was amazing at, and but there's also another thing I want to say about him as well was the pressure. I don't know whether you felt it or not. But sometimes when yeah. you're a young lad, you don't. You just go out and play. But the pressure for some, for example, you and Mickey Carrick. Yeah, you know, same age group in terms of the youth yeah. team. He went on unbelievable career. You went on unbelievable career, but he didn't have the hype building mm. up to it that you did. Yeah, you're almost like the savior of English football yeah. before you'd even play a first team. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, like talking about it honestly. Um, so, f- f- fifteen. I remember there was a News of the World article about me on the front page. I'm at school, and it was saying that it was like. I was on five grand a week. I wasn't. I was still on pocket money. I and, yeah. and I was earning more than a prime minister. It was sort of like a derogatory yeah. thing, like to football, but to me. But I'm on the front page of the news of the world. And it's for people, younger people now, like that was it. If you, there was no internet, so like I, w- I remember walking into school on a Monday, and my life changed from there because from then on, 
not just in the football world were rumours, but everyone was looking at me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So how I am, I sort of thought, right, I'm going to either... It did affect me in a sense that like, I didn't like it, but I sort of pushed back on it. So the teachers made a smart comment about it. I'll give, I bantered them back. Yeah. And I just fronted it. So looking back on it now, I, I didn't know at the time, but there was a lot of pressure on me because I was going onto the pitch with expectations at 17, 18. So usually a 17-year-old playing in the Premier League, the fans would be like, that's brilliant. He's a young lad. And he's, if, as long as you hold your own, everyone's happy. My thing was, if I wasn't dominating the game at 17 or 18, then people were sort of like, oh, is he that good? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But So you didn't get that time to adjust. So I had all the negative, but I had all the negativity sometimes, and then I'd come back and then I'd start playing really well, and then you'd build it up again, then there'd be another knockback. So you get judged yeah, by yeah. a different thing. But to answer your question, Scott, I don't think at the time I didn't know. It was just my journey. But yeah. looking back on it now, should have been more protected. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, a, but, the pe- but that's not a slight on Harry or anyone. No. I don't think people understood the media and all that now, and it just sort of it had a life of its own. I think as well, speaking like as a fan, I think, you know, we had been, you know, I think, you know, and looking at the team now, and I think looking at the side you see, but, you know, I think it had been so long there. You know, you'd sort of, obviously, you'd had your McAvennies and your Cotties, your Dixies, you know, but... For us, I think as fans, to have what everyone was calling, and it was it was it wasn't just like West Ham fans going, "Oh, we've got this kid in the youth ranks." Like you, you might. I mean, when Declan came through, yeah, I remember saying, "Oh, Declan's amazing," you know. Yeah, but you know, you you wouldn't go to United, no United fans or Chelsea fans were coming up going, "Yeah, yeah Ch- sorry, Chelsea might." But with you, it did feel like the yeah. whole of everyone knew about this kid. I mean, yeah. Alex Ferguson was talking about you. Yeah. I think of, you yeah. know, when you were a youth player, when you were still at school. So I suppose that. But but as a fan, I think. And I think I speak candidly for most fans. I think I don't think we ever. I, I certainly never sort of watched it. I think yeah, there was always that thing of the promise that you showed. And I think actually the truth of it was, unlike some players that you know want to be you know harsh enough to name them, but there was these glimpses from the moment you stepped mm. on a pitch. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. I remember your debut. I remember looking at you there, going, "Oh, he is get that good." Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And you always felt that good. And I think yeah. that's the thing that. So I don't think we were ever disappointed. I don't think we were ever. Yeah, I, no, I can yeah, imagine that yeah, was yeah. a bit up from the media. I but think, I think. And I suppose that yeah. it's the same with Scott. I think there's some fans. There's always going to be fans who are going to get on your back. But yeah. I think I think for you, I think there was always. Yeah, I, I still look at it now. And I think that it was some of the happiest stuff, both of you playing. And that, yeah. that team, I think Rio and for every, West Ham know, fans connected with that. Yeah, yeah. They connected think, with that team. That four the years I was there because of the way we played. And it's probably taken to now in a sense. But I think, you know, if I was to ask my favourite time, that would be it. I think, you know, mm. you, Michael Carrick, mm. Rio, Frank, mm. Jermaine was probably yourself. Yeah. And you had these older guys who felt like they were still sort of, they felt like the, the, the guys that you as a kid watch football mm. and they still felt like, you know, these sort of like, you know, yourself, Razor Rudder, you know, these Junior Dicks, these guys who felt like these rugged sort of men, you know, men, I was a kid myself. No, but, I mean, it's interesting though that the perception of what the fans felt mm. is not always what that person feels yeah. Yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're, you, you put yourself under pressure all the time. Yeah. And, you know, we always knew you, you'd, you'd be, be the world-class talent that you, that you were. But, you know, it's interesting whether you felt it or not and I, I understand it completely that you didn't. <clears throat> But when you got someone like Decanio, you let him run the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can run the game. Yeah. And then you just, yeah. you know, get into it. And, and that's what you did. Yeah. One other thing I would just want to say about you as well is for all your talent and all your skill, what I want to talk about or 
always talk about with Joe is that he was willing to do the other side. Yeah. He was willing to put his foot in. He was willing to tackle and track back. And he was a nightmare to play against in training as well. Yeah. Not just when he was yeah. with the ball, but when he was without the ball. Yeah. Because he was like a holding midfielder without the ball. And he was like a number 10 with the ball. Yeah. So, and that's why you, you were given I, the captaincy yeah. at such a young age. I appreciate that because, you know, because I, 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 I had to do that. Because whenever, I, going back to the pressure, I think whatever, people always wanted to talk about what I couldn't do yeah. rather than what I could do. Whereas now, you say, for instance, you get someone like uh, James Madison, like, yeah. who I think is a great player. Do you know what I mean? People now are talking about, why oh, doesn't he receive the ball well and play off both feet and he can find a pass and all that. But with me, it was like, oh, he's not very good at Edding or something <laughs> like that. Do you know, he can't tackle. So like, in my, my mind was like, right, I'm going to make myself. And, and, and this was... Going back to the system, so I thought, right, I've got to be the try and be the best tackler, yeah, the best at Edin. I just tried to be the best at the whole thing. When really, like, listen, I had a great career. I can't knock it, your yeah. journey. But I think if you'd if you'd if you'd been coached within a system like they do now, and gone right, you play in that number ten pocket. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Keep your body fresh, you know. And we're gonna we're gonna play a system to get the ball to you through the lines. You turn and then drive, and then you can dribble and drop your shoulder and try and do yeah. something. Rather than I was just everywhere on the pitch. Yeah, I, I remember. do everything. Blah, 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 blah. And, and Di Canio, senior player and a great player, I think it benefited Di Canio because I'd drop, I'd play in midfield four, whether it be left centre or right, and I'd go and get the ball, take the risk in a, an area, boom, get out of it, boom, and then all of a sudden I'd, I'd play it to Paolo at his feet, and I'm thinking, well, I want to be in that position yeah. as well, but I'm here, and yeah, I didn't yeah. learn the game because there was no one there. With a foresight like a Glen Oddle, yeah, yeah, who would have put us into a system to get the benefits of what I, the attributes I could do, but it was just a determination to ch- try and show everyone. I remember doing head heading set- sessions with Roger Cross for like uh, w- w- you wouldn't insane for an yeah. hour trying because I wanted uh, I wanted to be better at heading. Like just well, it, it shows you what it takes to get to it, that. It, it but that, but that mentality you had made you the player. You yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. Well, talking about mentality and talking about trying to. His, his appetite to win. We're coming down to the crux of it now, predictions-wise. Scotty Minto, this is where it's getting big, bro. Okay. Um, last week, we actually both had a disaster. None of us picked Villa really? to beat Everton. We didn't get a draw. West Bromworth versus Wolves. Obviously, Liverpool United was called off. So this week, Oof. we've got this. So we're going to go first. I just want an answer. Team name or draw? West Ham, Everton. West Ham. West Ham, Everton. West Ham. West Ham for me. So it's three West Hams. Right. West Ham are four to one to make the top four with Coral. Great bet. Uh, City versus Chelsea. I'm going to go City. Draw. I'm going to go Chelsea. It's mixed it right up there. <laughs> West Ham, but, uh, sorry, and then Leeds versus Spurs. I'm going Leeds. Spurs. I'm going to go Leeds. I fancy Leeds all week. I'm going to go. You fancy Leeds. I think Spurs are a great performance last week, but that was yeah. against, with all due respect, Sheffield United. They were yeah. dreadful, wasn't They're it? somewhere between the Sheffield United performance and the Man City Carabao yeah. Cup final. And yeah. I think Leeds, Bielsa. I, I yeah. think Leeds are going to come 100% yeah. raving for a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Minto, it's been an absolute joy chatting to you. Come again, Pleasure. sir. Come again. Thanks for the invite, mate. Enjoyed mind. it. Good man. Cheers, Scotty. You have been listening, watching to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. I'm Tom Davis. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.